0: All right, is this thing on? Woo! First ever podcast. Okay, here we go. Do I go under the covers? I kinda look like I'm gonna go to sleep. Do I go over the covers? You may be able to see my leg hair. All right, let's get this thing going. I'm gonna lose my my buzz if I don't do it fast. Okay, here we go. <clears throat> Woo! Hey everybody! My name is Jenna Palick. I am the host of Fun on Weekdays podcast. I don't know what day that you are listening to this. Hopefully it's a weekday. (laughs) But for me, today marks my one year anniversary of moving to Austin, Texas, but also the day that I start my podcast. I don't know about you guys, but if you've been following me on TikTok, I have been really strategizing and planning how I wanted to approach this podcast for the past month. And so to see everything really come to life is pretty crazy. Um, I have a lot of nerves running through my veins right now. I don't know if it's the fact that I'm sitting in my very much makeshift, uh, podcast studio, AKA sitting on my bed, staring at myself directly across from myself in my vanity mirror. I got a ring light to my right, blinding me in the eyes. And I have my computer pulled up with the voice memos app reminding me that I've only filmed a minute of 40 long minute podcast. I feel like right about now is the perfect time to put in that promo intro. Um, so if the producers who are editing this could put in the song Weekend by Iconopop featuring Louis the Child, or is it the other way around? Also, is it Louis the Child or Louis the Child? Anyways, if you could put that song in, awesome. If it is licensed and copyrighted and we can't put it in there, just record this clip of me singing right now and then put a little auto-tune on it. And we've got ourselves a pin- an intro, ready? Cell phone, oh shit, how's it go? Cell phone prepaid was deleted, I don't know the words to this part, yeah. Treating weekdays like the weekend, we've been treating weekdays like the weekend. Okay, I feel like that's a pretty good promo intro right there. Um, maybe when the podcast develops a little bit we can redo it, but... From my very first podcast, I felt like it was only fitting to kind of introduce myself, who I am, why I started this podcast for anybody who doesn't know me. Maybe you stumbled upon me on Spotify or iTunes. Not really sure how that happened, but great marketing, I guess, on my end. (laughs) But if you don't know me, I feel like now's a good time to tell you who I am and tell you all my deepest, darkest secrets. Just kidding. Maybe, though, because I have candidly had three bay breezes if you don't know what a bay breeze is it is uh vodka some pineapple juice you know it's very beneficial and then uh (laughs) cranberry juice cranberry juice is in case you get a little too beneficial with the pineapple it's going to combat that uti if you know what i mean so let's start from the very beginning because i feel like this story i have drilled it to the ground i have Repeated the story so many times, but I've never really told it on my own channel, in my own voice, in my own way, how I want my story to be portrayed. Um, I think a lot of times people see me on TikTok and they feel like they know me from these 30 to 60 second videos. And yes, I do have like this very fun life and I have created a great life for myself, but a lot of hard work has come all behind the scenes. And so today I want to tell you about kind of like how I got to the point where I am why I moved from Painesville, Ohio, small town outside of Cleveland to Austin and how I am now sitting here talking to you in your AirPods if you're rich or maybe you're a little old fashioned, you got that wire, it's okay, no judgment here. So like I said, let's go all the way back to the beginning. So I'm in my mom's stomach, I'm unborn (laughs) and I'm in Painesville, Ohio. It is about 30 minutes east of Cleveland For anybody who's bad at geography, I'm right there with you. I went to school for fashion, so I can completely relate. (laughs) Really relying on my creativity here, not necessarily my sense of direction. So I went to Riverside High School. If any of my fellow Beavers are listening, um, I hope y'all are all doing great. If you're here to talk shit on me, that's even better because anybody who's criticizing is more motivation for me, and you know who you are. Oh my god, I said I wasn't going to be petty and not include that, but here I am being petty anyways let's start at the very beginning of my career i am 15 years old so eager to work because the idea of making money is just so intriguing to me i get a job at Mally's chocolates for any of my cleveland people out there you know what it is i worked at the one on Menor avenue and i uh you know i made ice cream sundaes i sold chocolate and it was a great time i worked with my sister she would drive me there and then about six months in i got really busy with cheerleading and I kind of quit before they could fire me. Um, Fast forward a couple of months, and I get my second job ever. It's at American Commodore Dress Shop, and back in the day, this was the shit. I mean, you went there to go buy a prom dress, and if you got a prom dress there, you had impeccable sense of style, your parents clearly had a bank account, and I mean, you were wearing the most bedazzled dress to prom. So I started working there. And I was selling dresses. I remember I actually started as a runner, so I wasn't even selling dresses at this point. I was just kind of, like, there to put shoes away, to grab jewelry, to bring in all those little, like, add-ons that nobody ever actually wants to buy. But I ended up actually being good at it. So then they, what's the word, promoted me, I guess. I didn't get a pay raise. I mean, at the time, I was making, like, $8 an hour. Uh, But they promoted me to a dress consultant. And I remember the first dress I ever sold was this Sherry Hill dress. It was gold and turquoise, and it was kind of like a three-piece thing where, like, the sides were all cut out, and there were, like, three essential latches in the back. And I remember the girl who tried on the dress. um, It was $550. It was completely out of her price range of, like, I don't know, a couple hundred. And her mom didn't want her to try it on. I remember clasping it in the dressing room, seeing her like gasp at herself in the mirror and she comes out to her mom to show her the dress and her mom just starts sobbing and like i can still feel those chills through my bones i don't know what it was about that moment but i specifically remember and thinking to myself oh my god i want to feel like this every day like if you can make somebody feel so special through something so simple as selling them a dress like Why work for this dress store when I could work for Sherry Hill? Why work for Sherry Hill when I could be the next Sherry Hill? And that's been like this whole idea and dream of starting a brand and working in the fashion industry and like really changing lives kind of came about. So I'm graduating high school. At the time, I had a boyfriend um, of six years. And so we broke up sophomore year of college. And I guess I'll get to that later. Um, if he's listening to this, I really hope he's okay. <laughs> Don't worry, I'm not going to talk shit on you at any point. But so I go to college, and I really wanted to stay in state or go somewhere near him because he was going to be in Pittsburgh. And do I regret it? No, not now looking back because everything happens for a reason. But my first choice was Ohio State. And I was going to go to Ohio State for business, not for fashion because their fashion program wasn't, like, super accredited, you know? Um Now, looking back, it's crazy how everything happens. Like, I I actually cannot believe how different my life would be if I did go there. But I knew in high school that, like, I wasn't necessarily the most smart person in our grade. I mean, listen to that sentence. That was so grammatically incorrect. I guarantee that my mom, who's a grammar teacher, is probably cringing at that last sentence. But knowing that I wasn't the smartest person and that I wasn't going to get the highest ACT score, I made myself super involved in high school. So I'm talking like class president, cheerleading captain, drama club, like everything that I could possibly do to kind of make up for the fact that I might not be the smartest person, but I will be the most involved person on campus. So I'm feeling really good about my application for Ohio State. I think I'm going to get in. It is my number one school, and I'm not even thinking about a backup at this point. Well... It is November, and I get deferred to Ohio State, and I was feeling, you know, a little devastated but a little hopeful at the same time, Um, so just holding out on that, and it turns out in April, I remember vividly laying on my parents' bed, opening my decision email and seeing that I had gotten rejected. My parents at the time were in Mexico on their own spring break trip, and (laughs) like, The heartbreak that I felt from this rejection was insane. I have never felt more rejection or, like, I, I don't even have a word for it. What's the word? when Rejection. What, what's worse than rejection? I don't know. But I've never felt as worse other than maybe making not making the volleyball team in seventh grade. I mean, that was pretty tragic. But not getting to Ohio State, like, that just fucked up all of my plans. And so the first thing I did was I run into my bedroom in my closet. I rip out my Brutus teddy bear and I rip its head off. I text my friends group chat and I tell everybody that my parents are out of town and we're going to have a party and we're going to drink Mike's hard lemonades and we're going to get barely tipsy off of one and a half and we're going to have ourselves a night and trash our basements that I regret cleaning up in the morning. (laughs) And that's exactly what I did. Um, and then life moved on and i think the moral behind that story is that things don't always work out how it's supposed to or they don't work out how maybe you envision it to but it always ends up working out how it's supposed to in the long run so i ended up going to my second choice school actually that's a lie my second choice school was miami of ohio but it was super expensive i missed the deadline for scholarships and it just didn't financially make sense um i had to pay for a portion of college very grateful that my parents helped me with that Um, if my mom and dad are listening, love you, but I ended up going to Kent State. It made the most sense for me location wise. It was only a little over an hour from home. I was able to go home and travel. My boyfriend was only an hour and 45 minutes away. They had an amazing fashion program and I had a really good discount because of the scholarships that I had. A lot of my family was alumni. And so freshman year went to Kent State for fashion merchandising. A lot of times people ask me what my major was and I'm not entirely sure because like, I just don't think that made, or my, did I say major or minor? I meant to say minor, but a lot of people asked me what my minor was and it was business management for anybody who may be curious. Candidly, it doesn't matter. But in college, I was very determined to be like the it girl on campus. And it sounds so stupid to admit it now, But at the time, I was like very conscious of what people thought of me, and I wanted to be like that popular girl. And so I joined a sorority, AOE to any of my Alpha Phi sisters out there, (laughs) Um, and freshman year, I got this job at University Tees. I wholeheartedly will stand by my grave to say that University Tees is by far the number one best college job ever. So for anybody who's not familiar, it's a custom apparel company. So essentially what I did was I designed and helped make orders for student organizations, club sports, Greek chapters, Um, like honestly, anybody and everybody. I'm talking T-shirts, sweatshirts, pens, pencils, anything you can think of. And so that really, really helped me get acclimated on campus. I met a ton of people. I networked. But it also helped me kind of learn how to build my own business. So not only am I getting that like design aspect of, you know, drawing designs, seeing them come to life, and doing that kind of side of things with fashion, but also learning how to manage my time, how to build relationships with clients. And that sounds like so silly to say because it's just a college job. But it had such an impact on what I'm doing now. And then also just kind of like starting a brand branding myself as a person because the one thing I learned about sales is that people buy things from people they like, take that with you take that piece of advice and do with it what you will, but I think that is one of the best pieces of advice that I've ever learned from that job. Another thing that I learned from that job is take your goal, cross it out, and double it. Always aim for the highest. Now that I'm going into a bit of a TED talk, I'm gonna bring things back down to earth. Stop putting you to sleep. So I'm working for this t-shirt job, it's freshman year, whatever sophomore year comes around and i'm still working for them i'm working on campus at this place called the shwewell room any of my kent state alumni out there um, it's this really weird little cafe within the student center that only professors go to honestly i was working there from like 10 a.m to 2 p.m just to get some extra cash to pay my sister to buy me a bottle of smirnoff raspberry that she would then put into my book bag that i could carry into my dorm and then chase with a Uh, little liter of Sprite or cranberry juice from the nearest market. (laughs) So it was just like some extra cash on the side. But when I talk about all of my job experiences, I really just don't believe in having one form of income because I think when you start making money, it's very addicting. And especially for me, I'm very, very career driven. And I think that's definitely one of my, my strong suits. Um, is just that I have a very strong work ethic. So sophomore year rolls around and it's around the end of sophomore year. Things are a little shaky with my boyfriend at the time. And I just start thinking about life in a different aspect of like, what does my future look like? What do I actually see myself? What are my goals aside from like our goals, you know? And we ended up breaking up. I will take full responsibility for that. It was my fault. This can be a whole nother podcast. Um, yeah, hey, if you're listening, can you give me, like, permission to make a podcast about how to deal with heartbreak? Because, I mean, it really took me three years to get over you. Not that I'm going to admit that on here. Okay, I guess I won't cut that out. But after we broke up, there was, like, this sense of individuality that I had never had before. And I felt like it was really my opportunity to rediscover myself alone. Not like who we were, but who I was, who Jenna Palick is away from that person. And so by the grace of God, it was literally a sign from above that I got the internship at Sherry Hill. Um, I had been messaging previous interns on Instagram, trying to get insight about the program, you know, trying to get advice about how to apply and like what things to put on my resume, how to answer the essay question, all of those things. But so I applied and I get this question a lot. People are like, how'd you get the Sherry Hill internship? Quite honestly, I just freaking applied through the link that everybody applied through. I will admit that I think I'm pretty good at like writing essays, but other than that, I didn't have an in. I didn't have any connections. Like, I had talked to people, but nobody had you know, recruited me or referred me. It was really just my own experience. And I think coming from a background of working in a prom dress store and then also the sales experience from University Tees is what really stood out on my application. So boyfriend and i have just broken up and i have been with him for six years i'm really struggling to figure out who i am and this is the first summer that i'm spending not only away from him but away from my family away from my friends in a new city i don't know anybody and i am living out my absolute dream job working for my dream designer and there's kind of like that silver lining behind it um so i spend my first summer in austin and i start to discover this new adventurous side of myself that i had really never known before and I felt like I was a lot more positive on my outlook of life and I say this all the time but I almost feel like I'm living that Hannah Montana double life where the person that I was in Painesville, Ohio is just so completely opposite of who I am in Austin. I feel like in Austin everybody was so supportive of me and like candidly I would never start a fucking podcast in Painesville, Ohio. I'm sorry to admit it but anybody I went to high school with would really laugh in my face. And if they weren't laughing in my face, they'd be laughing behind it. So I feel like just coming to Austin in a place where I didn't know anybody, I could kind of reinvent myself. And that's why I had such this emotional draw to Austin, I would say. At the time during that internship, I had made best friends with this girl, Lily DeVries. Lily, if you're listening to this, this is your shout out. You are my... Ride or die, ew, I hate that I just said that. Um, I, I don't even know what to call you. My my bestie, okay? I met Lily on, like the sec, on the first day of our internship. After our first day, we're all talking about going out to get happy hour drinks and me and my roommate Gretchen are like, okay, we're gonna go to this place right down the road. We were staying in UT's campus, um, in West Campus. We went to this bar that no longer exists and we had a great night. We invited Lily. Well, actually, Lily just kind of, like, tagged along. And the next day, we were so hungover. Lily was (laughs) throwing up at Sherry Hill's beautiful skyline, like, downtown office, throwing up in the bathroom. And I just kind of remember, like, thinking, okay, she is a person that I could see myself being best friends with for the rest of my life. And now here she is being my roommate in Austin three years later. So it's a really cool full circle moment. But just speaking to the fact that, like, this summer in Austin that I had spent interning with Sherry Hill was so pivotal to who I've now become. So um, I go back to school junior year, and I'm still single. I'm only there for the fall semester. I'm just kind of doing my own thing. I had been working at a bar at the time. I won't even mention the name of the bar. It's in downtown Kent. Um, But I've been working there and just making some extra money, because like I said, I love money. (laughs) And I had also been a campus rep for Bumble at the time. So I'm really just kind of looking for things to put on my resume, uh, thinking about my future. I'm a junior, trying to think about, you know, what can I do to better qualify myself for a job right out of college? So junior spring semester, um, Kent State's Fashion School requires you to do a study away program in order to graduate. So you could do it over the summer, you could do it for like a couple of weeks, or you could do it for a whole semester. So I chose the semester in New York City. At the time, I was still dating the boyfriend, and I mean, because you had to like make the decision like over a year in advance. But at the time, I was still dating him, and I thought, oh, if I go to New York, he could come visit me. I could make, you know, networking connections. I could get a job in New York after I graduate. And now looking back, I so regret the opportunity to travel abroad. It's, like, super weird to me that I never really had this longing to travel. Um, (laughs) My friend Emily and I talk about it all the time that it's, like, it was so weird that I had no desire to ever leave the U.S. I mean, the most, like, crazy place I'd ever been or traveled to was probably Hilton Head Island with my family every year for a family vacation at my grandparents' timeshare. So if that's telling you anything about how cultured I was, <laughs> just know that if I were to be making the decision now, I definitely would have gone to Florence over New York. But when I was living in New York, wow, you guys, I'm looking at the time memo stamp and we're at 20 minutes right now. Are y'all bored yet? Because I hope not. Um, all right, back to my point. I'm living in New York City. It is January to May of 2019 and I am interning at Love Shack Fancy. How did I get that internship, people may ask. Well, simply put, I literally DM'd them on Instagram. And I said, hey, I'm going to be living in New York City for the semester. Love to work for you. Do you have any opportunities? Who can I email and send my resume to? Sent it over to them. They interviewed me like the next day. And I should have known from that first interview that it was going to be a terrible fucking experience. And I don't believe in burning bridges, so I'm not going to talk shit on them. But I'm pretty sure after five months of interning for them, um they probably still think that my name is jessica and i will just leave it at that honestly i have so many stories but what i will say is keep in mind when you're looking for a job just because a brand has a beautiful instagram beautiful marketing beautiful product does not mean that they have a beautiful work culture it really just does not translate and so you might be working for this brand that you think is like so awesome on social media but there are so many things that I wish I would have known before taking that opportunity. But I will say, um, you have to learn what you don't wanna do in order to know that you don't wanna do it. So that experience to me was like kind of humbling. It taught me, okay, this is what I don't see myself doing. But it also gave me a lot of experience within like sample sales and photo shoots and organization and like marketing, doing wholesale. All of those things, and also trade shows too, that was a huge thing. So within these years that I was in college, I was really getting like a full circle of experience within every single field of fashion, whether it's like designing products, product development, trend forecasting, making merch, like uh, what's the word, promotional products. Pretty much every single aspect I had really covered except for social media, marketing, and advertising. That was like the one thing that I didn't know. So now we're going into my senior year of college. I am actually, oh my God, how did I skip like such an important part? So in New York, spring 2019, I am doing this internship, but I'm also still staying in contact with Sherry Hill. So they come to New York for New York Fashion Week. That was, yeah, it's very, it's very obvious because New York Fashion Week is in New York, but <laughs> they came to New York And I was like, oh, this is perfect. I'm going to reach out, see if they need any help with the show. Turns out I was able to go help them at New York Fashion Week. And so that moment to me was literally insane. I remember sitting at the end of the runway with, like, all of the press taking videos on my Snapchat. It's still in my Snapchat memories. And fuck that pimple that was on my forehead because I refused to post any memories from that day because I was so broken out. Oh, my God. I'm pissed. I was also wearing fake eyelashes and fake eyelashes to me i i look like a literal bug so i wasn't super heavy with like my makeup look but also i went to Topshop the morning of the show and i got this like pink camouflage blazer and i wore oh my god i'm literally having like nightmares about my outfit right now I Wore this pink camouflage blazer from top shop and a black and white vertically striped leather skirt from i think it was like pretty little thing or boohoo Nonetheless, my outfit was god-awful. The fact that I was at New York Fashion Week wearing that, please go back to my Instagram of spring 2019 and go look at it. Also, look at the background of my photo. I edited so much blue into it that the screen behind me that said, like Sherry Hill New York Fashion Week featuring Rich the Kid, it was blue. In person, that screen was white. I don't know what was up with me and in, uh, in Lightroom, but I had a very unhealthy relationship with it. So at that New York Fashion Week, I am talking to the people that work there, keeping in touch with them saying, do you have any opportunities for the summer? I would love to come back to Sherry, spend another summer in Austin, help with your new intern group. And turns out, I ended up spending the second summer in Austin. And this time I was completely on my own because I wasn't with interns, I was really just doing like a part-time job. And so over the summer they had me doing a lot of just super random side projects. I was helping with the interns, I was helping with photo shoots, but I was also just doing other things that they needed help with. One of those things being, and this is my full circle moment, was a TikTok research project. So I came up with this whole presentation of how Sherry Hill should approach TikTok, what kind of content they can create, what kind of people they can work with. And it's like super weird now looking back on this presentation that I made because the people that I had been suggesting who had maybe like 300,000 followers, like at the time I thought there was a lot and now I put it into perspective that like that's almost me and I'm like wow that's crazy but now those people that I was suggesting have like multiple millions of followers so this this just kind of speaks volumes to the fact that TikTok really wasn't as big as it is now and so uh, when I had first gotten assigned this project I was kind of making fun of it and I was kind of embarrassed, like, aha, uh-huh, yeah, I have to watch TikToks for work. Like, I'm making this research project, and then about a day and a half later, here I am sitting in my chair doing like the Renegade and TikTok dances and getting hooked on it. Not actually because the Renegade actually came out later. If you're a true TikTok fanatic, you can go back into the dates. But just saying, I came, I became really hooked on TikTok, and so that was when I really got introduced to the platform and I started learning a lot more about it and like what people were doing, and then. I go back to school fall semester, and I have the entire year of my senior year living in my annex house with seven other girls from my sorority. Um, Fever, if any of you guys are listening to this or any of the current Fever girls, long live that house because, I mean, it's literally legendary. Um, If I ever get anywhere in life, I want people to know that I lived at 528 East Summit, uh, Kent, Ohio, okay? That place, go down in history <laughs> like i will literally never live anywhere more fun than that uh actually also i want to quickly mention that we did win best annex house 2020 as well but getting back to my point it's senior year and really the only thing on my mind is that i need to get my diploma so <laughs> if that means i'm gonna get a c in one of my classes okay fine so be it because at the end of the day a diploma is a diploma and the most important thing is just getting my ass to Austin, Texas, figuring out how I can find a job and move there right after I graduate. So I am constantly spending all of my time on LinkedIn, on Indeed, like updating my portfolio. And um, I'm not finding anything. I'm applying to all these jobs and I keep getting uh, rejected like right away or I'm not hearing back. And it really started pissing me off because I'm like, what the fuck am I doing wrong? I'm literally better than all of these jobs. And I mean that in the most humble way, in the fact that I've had so many like unique job experiences that went above what they were requiring. And so in my head, I just kept thinking every single rejection is my motivation to work harder. Because if one day this brand can look back and say, oh my God, Jenna Palik applied to our company and we could have hired her. Can you imagine, like, can you imagine working with her? That was my goal. So (laughs) like, And that's still my goal now, that's still my goal now. But maybe you feel like things are not working out, just be patient and just keep working hard, keep doing what you're doing, be true to yourself and stop settling because eventually the thing that is supposed to work out is going to fall into place so organically and it's gonna feel really natural and it's just gonna feel like it's a sign. And that's exactly what had happened to me. So spring semester, rolls around. I I have like a couple job offers, but nothing just really feels right. And I remember I was bartending at the time and we find out that the bars are closing for two weeks because this weird virus is going around, but it's only two weeks, right? So like, it's not that much money I'm going to miss. Oh my God, was I wrong? That turned into obviously a year-long global pandemic and (laughs) I mean like, I, I already said this before, but like talk about taking a negative- time of life and really turning into something positive like i genuinely think that during quarantine i formed the best relationships the best friendships i worked on myself the most professionally mentally physically like i really took this year to work on myself and and now it's like crazy that i'm literally talking into this what is this a blue yeti microphone i don't know this blinged out microphone and people are listening to me like talk to you it's, it's just wild but nonetheless i remember laying in my bed Um, my bed also keep in mind had been passed down throughout the years of college. So I'm pretty sure there were like eight years of people sleeping on it, probably having unprotected sex on it. Like I can't even think about it right now. I'm not going to lie. I might be Eskimo sisters just by sleeping on the bed. I probably should cut that part out of the podcast. Actually leave it in. People might laugh. I don't know. I remember laying in bed I'm scrolling through LinkedIn and I see this job posting for TikTok based in Austin, Texas. And I'm like, No way I felt like a choir chorus was singing to me from above telling me Jenna Palak this was targeted specifically for you. It was like my phone had been listening to me and it was giving me those Facebook ads that are like for example if you talk about needing cat litter for like two times you're gonna get a cat litter ad in two days. Well that's what it felt like so I thought it was gonna be spam. Turns out did my research it was not spam it was in fact true TikTok was building an office in Austin and like this job was specifically made for me so at the time, I had LinkedIn Premium. I could see exactly where I ranked amongst people who had applied, and I'm not gonna lie, I wasn't even in the top 75%, very humble about it. But I knew that the people who were applying for this job had years of experience in advertising or tech or different industries that like, I knew nothing about. But the one thing that I had over them, the leverage that I knew was that I'm very creative, I'm very passionate about my work, I'm very willing to learn, and nobody has more drive and ambition than me. So if I can show them a personality, to me that is so much more important than years of experience because what you can contribute to a company culture-wise is so much more valuable. So to me, at that moment, I was like, hell yeah, I just made my capstone project on PowerPoint, uh, Photoshop, and Illustrator. So I've got like all these design aspects up my sleeve. I'm gonna pull them out and create this custom resume. So I stay up all night. We stay up all night, no sleep. You guys know that song? I'm feeling like I need like a little music break right now. (laughs) So I stay up all night making this TikTok themed resume, right? So it looks like TikTok. It's all very much branded with black, pink, fuchsia, and that like teal color. And I'm so proud of it. Okay, so I had this boyfriend in between like the six-year boyfriend and the other boyfriend. I don't really like to talk about him other than when I like to talk shit about him because he sucked so if you're listening to this, yeah, fuck you. Yeah, I found out like a couple months ago he cheated on me. Like I said, this is probably just another story for another time. But I he told me to go to sleep. So I'm like, okay, fine, whatever. I shouldn't have listened to him because when I woke up, the job posting was gone. When I say I was livid, I mean, I was matching the energy of finding out that I didn't get into Ohio State. I was right there with it. I'm like, okay, so what? what did I just do this for? What did I just spend all night making this resume for if they're not going to see it? So I spent the day sulking, thinking, how do I get them to see this? And then it hit me at 12 o'clock, conveniently when I looked pretty crummy. You know, my my curls had fallen out of my hair, starting to get a little greasy in my middle part. Yes, I said middle part. All you millennials out there, switch that side part, okay? I'm wearing this pink sweater and orange Tie dye sweatpants. Can anybody tell me why I didn't think to change my outfit? I pick up my phone and I start recording a video about all of my job experience and I show my resume and I talk about why TikTok should hire me. Because in my mind, I'm like, if I can get this video in front of them, if I can make them see my TikTok resume on TikTok, what better way to get their attention? So at the time when I posted this video, i woke up the next day and i remember looking at my phone and i had a k next to my number of followers it was like 12.2k and i'm like holy shit! is this when la calls me or do i call them?" sure enough about like 32 hours later tiktok quite literally did call me from la from an la area code and at the time i thought it was going to be spam because i forgot to block out my phone number on my resume Um, For any of you who are listening to this and maybe wanting to go back to that original TikTok to find my phone number and text me, please don't. Actually, you know, on second thought, that's actually a lot of effort. That's that's very kind of commendable in that fact. If you are going to text me, say something nice. Give me some feedback. Give me some criticism on my podcast so far. Unless it's mean. Don't give me that criticism. I don't need to hear that. (laughs) Just kidding. Kind of. Not really. But basically about a day and a half after posting that video, it started going viral, got their attention, and about two weeks later, I got hired for that job. So that's really when everything happened. At that point, um, I just started kind of documenting my entire journey from making the resume video to interviewing, to getting the job, to moving home for two months in between, moving from like college to home to to, uh, Austin, and then road tripping from Austin to or sorry from Ohio to Austin moving into my first apartment decorating my dating life here making friends and just really going into like this person that I always kind of dreamed that I would be and so that's when I started to realize like okay people don't want to see networking and resume tips and that type of content from me on TikTok and yeah there's probably a pool of people who are interested in that but the majority of people are following me because they feel invested in me as a person. And that is such a cool, like humbling idea that people genuinely like me as a person. I mean, you feel like my friend. And that is the number one thing that I want to get across in this podcast. Like if you have me in, in your headphones right now, I want you to feel like you're just on the phone with your friend and you know me and you get like this inside scoop to my life because this podcast truly would not be possible without all of you guys supporting my entire endeavor for, like from the start to the end. And so, for anybody who's new here, I hope that like this story kind of gives you insight as to all of my background and kind of like how I ended up at TikTok and also like, I don't know, maybe you maybe you have like a different impression of me. Um, I think a lot of times I come across on TikTok as like this party girl and I like to kiss boys and of course, yeah, that's part of my flirty personality and being in my mid-twenties, <laughs> I say mid-twenties, bitch, I'm not even turning 24 until September. I'm in my young twenties, okay? I'm living it out but I feel like a lot of times I kind of put across this idea that I'm like this really big party girl, but there's so much more to like the backside of who I am and all the hard work that's really gone into where I am. Um, and so I'm grateful that I like now have this platform and you guys have given me a voice to reach thousands or hundreds of thousands of people. So when I talk about my role at TikTok now, um, I really try to keep this part of my life kind of like side because there's really two sides to me and I I don't want my entire brand as Jenna Palak to be like the girl who works at TikTok. Like I want you guys to know me as Jenna Palak, like who I am in my personal life, not just like this career that I have or this cool story of how a video blew up. You know, I I try to keep things separate. So I try to keep that job away from like the brand that I'm trying to create for myself personally. But I know a lot of people are very intrigued about it. So for the purpose of this podcast, I'm going to talk about it just a little bit. So I was hired as a brand development manager. I'm working in Austin. Uh, We are going back to the office in September and I'm just gonna keep it like super high level. Essentially, I work in advertising sales. I cover the fashion vertical and I work with a lot of different accounts. So when they're running ads on TikTok, maybe you see it like in your feed um, and it's a fashion account, I might have something to do with it. I might not, but maybe I do. Um, And so I'm just working with brands to really help them find success on TikTok. And I think it's really cool coming from both sides of the spectrum where like, I have insight as a creator working with brands, but I also have like the actual insider scoop at TikTok of like how you can be successful as a brand. So I really do enjoy my job, but one thing I've learned is I did not have any experience in advertising and marketing. And this is kind of going back to that conversation that I had mentioned before that I had all these really cool opportunities in like product development, you know, all these different areas of fashion, but this was really the one piece that I was missing. And so this is starting to go back into my vision for my future. And I get asked this question a lot is where do you see yourself in five years or like what is your dream job? And for me, I would absolutely love nothing more than to have my own brand someday. But when I do something and I commit to it, I'm going to do it 100%. I'm going to do my absolute best. And that's why this podcast has taken so long to come out was because I wanted to make sure that it was like perfected. I wanted to be sure that it was something I was proud of. And so when I talk about starting my own business, I don't want to just like jump on an opportunity. I want to be fully researched and sure of myself. And so I really needed to get like that last piece of advertising and like social media marketing to really understand every single aspect of building a brand, a fashion brand specifically. So when I talk about my future, I never really imagined that like my podcast would be a part of it because candidly, I mean, I made that TikTok saying I was going to start a podcast, but I didn't have full intentions of actually starting it. (laughs) But now here I am talking to you and I'm thinking about my future and like what this could really mean as a bigger picture. And what I hope is that I can build a brand off of fun on weekdays and not just like, you know, what am I doing during the week? Am I going and getting a cocktail? Am I going out to dinner? It's not about spending money. It's not about drinking. It's literally about the mantra and like the, the idea of just living your life to the fullest. And so within this podcast, I really want to get a point. I really want to get the point across of how I'm able to have that, that mindset. Cause it doesn't just come overnight. And like, there's a lot of things that I did over time that it made me realize things about life and things about myself and really like come to terms with who I am. Um, and so that's that's really like where I'm going with this. And hopefully in the future, um, this, I really want this to be like a collaborative thing. I mean, I started the idea of a podcast on TikTok. And so for people who have been following along, um, I mean, I talk about everything. I talked about choosing my cover photo, the ideas behind my cover photo. I talked about blinging out this microphone that I'm talking into. I talked about this pink cover that I'm putting over my speaker and it makes my microphone look like a penis. Um, (laughs) damn, I should call him. (laughs) But I've talked about every single aspect of this podcast with you guys. And so my point is that I really want it to be for you. I like, yes, it's me talking to you, but I really want you to feel like I'm telling you the things that you need to hear in your life because I wish that I would have been told them sooner. And I'm literally 23. So that was super fucking dramatic of me. I'm like so young. (laughs) Oh my god, I'm trying to be like motivational here. What is this a TED talk? This is literally just a first episode podcast. On that note, I feel like I've really gotten you up to speed with everything in my life like how I started working at TikTok and everything and the part about like social media influencing just came super organic like it was never a part of my plan and I'm I'm so grateful and happy that it's become a huge part of my life but like working with brands and monetizing my content was was never something that I specifically strategized. It's just like, I pick up my phone and I record certain parts of my day for fun because it makes me laugh. And it's like a fun creative outlet for me to feel like I'm connected to other people, especially when I'm feeling like a little bit lonely. That's super normal too, like working from home. Maybe you don't know a lot of people in the city. Like I kind of felt like I built an online community when I was struggling to really find friends here in Austin. And I know that's another question that that people always ask me is how do I make friends moving to a new city? So that's like the next thing that I want to cover. I'm looking down at my voice memo app and we're on 42 minutes so far. And honestly, I'm pretty proud that I've been talking nonstop. When I thought about the idea of starting a podcast, I thought, hey, I could walk, I could talk to a wall. I could walk to a wall. Oh my God. I could talk to a wall so why not put a microphone in between me and that wall and just record all of my internal thoughts and then put it out there in the world for hundreds of thousands of people to listen to and to judge me and to me that was, <laughs> it was kind of exhilarating <laughs> but getting back to the topic of making friends I feel like such a brat for saying this but I feel like to me it comes very easy because I don't I candidly don't face the struggle of like social anxiety I'm, I'm very much open book um very much outgoing i would go to a stranger in public and make friends with them but i understand that not a lot of people are like that and that is perfectly okay um when i'm talking about making friends post-grad i mean i was in a sorority i'm not in one anymore so i can't pay for my friends so what am i supposed to do make them in real life how do you do that <laughs> well number one you have Bumble BFF okay I talked to multiple girls on Bumble BFF about rooming together um I met up with a few of them in person when I moved here Abby Herman being one of them now she, or, oh my god I just said her last name wrong some friend I am Abby Herleman is one of my best friends in Austin met her through Bumble BFF okay my other friends I met through Instagram DMs and they may be, like, people who followed me on TikTok or just saw me tagged in locations. And, like, Sarah Elizabeth Mason. The fact that I said her full name, I've never called her her full name. Oh, I us just call her Sarah. Her full name is Sarah Elizabeth. Sarah, if you're listening to this, oh, you better be so happy I just said the full name. But she messaged me on Instagram. Um, and then just, like, random friends through random connections. I mean, I made a couple friends in my apartment building who just were up at the pool one day. And then we ended up hanging out or going to a happy hour. I think the mentality with making friends post-college is that you just can't be nervous of like the what-ifs. Because to me, the, the worst thing that could happen is you hang out with somebody for the first time and it's awkward and you're not friends, you don't hit it off and you never hang out again. The best thing that could happen is they become your, your maid of honor in your wedding. They become your absolute best friend you can never imagine your life without them. So I think never being afraid of like that what-if and just always saying yes to everything. So if I'm, you know... Off work and I'm feeling a little bit tired, but somebody invites me to happy hour. They invite me to go do pickleball. Anybody doesn't know who pickleball is? Who pickleball What pickleball is? It's basically like ping pong tennis. It's pretty big here in Austin. But just for example, like people invite you to do random things, and I just encourage you to say yes and step out of your comfort zone because it's really really easy to kind of lose yourself post grad because you kind of lose that sense of who you are if you had like a very strong friend group or maybe you're in a new city and it's unfamiliar. Or you're away from family. Um, And so putting yourself in those sometimes uncomfortable situations can have the absolute best outcome. I also encourage you to look on Facebook and look at different types of city-specific Facebook groups that there are. Me specifically, um, for any of my Austin people who are listening to this, I'm a part of the Austans, like I stan Austin. Uh, (laughs) I'm a part of that Facebook group and Uh, one of the friends that I've actually made through it, his name is Brendan. Brendan if you're listening to this here's your shout out. He's so proud of himself because he posted a TikTok a couple weeks ago with Damon and Stefan from Vampire Diaries when they were in Austin. Uh, Go give him a follow. Brendan Kelly and um, he's one of the people that I made friends with through that Facebook group and I feel like there's so many non-traditional ways of making friends nowadays and social media is one of them and I I don't think it's weird. I don't think it's weird at all. I mean, people date through social media and to me, making friends is a lot like dating. Um, I really like to emphasize this. If you are going on a date with a guy or a girl, it doesn't matter, going on a date and you just don't really hit it off, like you don't have a lot of compatibility, not a lot of mutual interests and they're not really like providing much, I guess, inspiration to you, you're not gonna continue to go on multiple dates with them, are you? Fuck no. You're literally gonna ghost them, probably. So when it comes to making friends with people, if you hang out with people multiple times and you just kind of start to realize like these aren't these aren't people that I necessarily see myself being lifelong friends with, um it's okay to prioritize yourself and take a step back and not feel obligated to surround yourself with people who aren't supplementing positive energy into your life. And I'm not saying that like every single person I hang out with is my absolute best friend to the grave. But I think that there is definitely a difference between having weekday friends that you are hanging out with at your apartment, you're having a game night, and you know them very closely with, you're very vulnerable with, and there's a difference between those friends that are more of a social setting where you don't hang out with them one-on-one, you don't know them very closely, you don't know their deepest, darkest secrets, but they're still fun to hang out around with and they provide like a fun, humorous aspect of your life. It is perfectly okay to have a good balance between the two. So don't put so much pressure on like finding the perfect friends because they're eventually going to come along at some point. And the energy that you put out is the energy that you attract. So just remember that. If you wouldn't want to be your friends with yourself, then why would anybody want to be friends with you? That may sound harsh, but I made a TikTok about this. If you don't feel comfortable going out alone, going to get coffee alone, going to go shopping alone, going to hang out with yourself alone, what makes you think anybody would want to hang out with you? Uh, You really have to be your own friend first and really understand what you're looking for in a friendship in order to know what you're trying to attract. So not to get super deep, (laughs) but we are approaching the end of the podcast and I really wanted to end it on a few key key things that I've learned since moving away from my hometown, place where I don't know anybody, I'm adulting on my own, and just things that I wish I would have known growing up. So number one... (laughs) how fucking long does produce last? I literally blink my eyes and my lettuce is slimy and my bananas are brown. Okay. I cannot consistently go shopping for groceries every other day. And if I, if I go once a week, like my food doesn't last. It's so hard. Like I just need a boyfriend that can buy stuff for me. Ugh, no, never mind. I don't need a boyfriend. I don't need a boyfriend. What was I talking about? Number two. Okay. I understand taxes Okay. I'm going to be quite I'm going to be quite honest with you. I have not done my taxes yet. Are they about a month and a half late? Yes. Is anybody from the IRS listening to this podcast? Maybe. Are you guys going to come and show up at my apartment door? Please don't. Okay? Just give me like a little bit of extra time. I understand it's probably not that hard, but the thing is, it's a lot easier to complain about not knowing how to do something than it is to teach myself how to do it. Okay, TurboTax probably going to be my best friend, but I don't know. Something about picking up my microphone on a podcast and talking about how I don't know how to do it sounds a little bit more fun. (laughs) Number three, gynecologist. Okay, I know this is so important for all my ladies out there with, like, their physical health. Um, I'm going to be honest, though. The idea of some rusty clamps, I I feel like I can hear it right now. The idea of rusty clamps inside me it's just, it's not really, I mean, I know it's been a while since anything's been in there, but <laughs> I feel like I have to cut that out. Any of my, like, high school teachers or my parents or my, even my grandma that's listening, like, oh, that's I'm not appropriate. Oh my god, my dad, like, worst of all. But the idea of going to the gynecologist and getting a pap smear, is that what it's called? Is Is that a pap smear when they do it in there, or is pap smear for your boobs? What's, Anyways, you guys know what I'm talking about. But the idea of going to a gynecologist is, like, really terrifying to me. And I haven't been on birth control for, like, 22 years. I mean, I just started going on it this year because my face is breaking out. I'm getting that adult acne, which is super annoying. I don't know what I did to deserve it. Probably some bad karma somewhere. But um, if anybody who's listening to this podcast goes to gynecologist this week and you post a picture in your office and you tag me, fun on weekdays podcast on Instagram or my personal Instagram, Jenna Palak, I will, within a month, give me, give me 30 days so that I can find a care provider. Is <laughs> that what they're called? <laughs> I think they're called like an OBGYN. No. Those are the people who deliver babies. Whatever. I, the doctor. If you post a picture of you at the gynecologist and you tag me, I will make it an absolute commitment to go and post a picture of me at the gynecologist. Okay, let's hold each other accountable, everybody. (laughs) Last thing. um, Actually, no, I could just keep going. This is not going to be the last thing. Another thing I wish I knew. Let's talk a little bit about 401ks. I made a joke on TikTok saying, how do I tell HR that I'm not into a 401k? Like, I can't even do a 5k. I don't have enough stamina for that. How do I go about that? And Daily Mail on Snapchat Yeah, they outed me. Okay, they posted that TikTok onto Snapchat, and people thought I was stupid. I was getting a lot of comments, like, making fun of me, but I guess people that don't know me don't really know that that's my humor. Um, But also to their point, I can't blame them that much because there was only, like, a little bit of humor to that. There was quite a bit of truth. 401k, I just don't really understand the concept of taking money out of my paycheck and just expecting and trusting that somebody somewhere is holding that money hostage until I'm 80 years old and I can access it when I'm retired and like old. That, I just, to me that sounds sounds very trustworthy and I'm not somebody who like lets my guard down easily. Okay, last thing that I wish I would've known, insurance. So back in January, I had to go get a COVID test and I was using my parents insurance and um, they have a provider that's mainly for the Midwest I am a Midwestern gal let's not forget it ever never gonna forget my hometown okay and they didn't accept it there and then as I was thinking about like okay like my car insurance blah 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 honestly just insurance in general not even medical I don't understand how I'm supposed to sign up for it. Okay, what is open enrollment? To me, that sounds like I'm going to a new high school, not signing up for something that could potentially save my life and save me from liability of paying millions of dollars. Um, But candidly, yeah, I'm not on life insurance right now. So if anything were to happen to me tomorrow, I'm not entirely sure what would happen. But that's just something that I wish I would have known about adulting. And there you have it. We are approaching the very end of my first ever podcast fun on weekdays. Um, if you want to follow me on social media, my Instagram and TikTok is both Jenna Palak and my podcast on Instagram is fun on weekdays podcast. Um, please tag me in videos and photos. Like I want to see you guys really taking on this mantra and living life to the fullest. It makes me so happy. Like genuinely, I could be sitting working in the middle of calls at 2pm on a Tuesday, which. Let, let's keep in mind Tuesday is the shittiest day of the week okay I could go into that in a whole I could have an hour-long speech about why Tuesday is the shittiest day of the week but your videos and your pictures and your messages like I know you might not think that I see it but I do and it means so much and that's where my motivation and my inspiration comes from is you guys um so thank you again I I I'm, like, so incredibly nervous but also excited to put this out into the world and to see your guys' response. I want to hear what you want to hear more of me from. And, um, yeah, I, I decided that I want to end every single podcast by giving you an idea of something fun that you can do throughout the week. So my idea for this week is to pack yourself a dinner or maybe just a snack and put it in some type of cute little basket that you could take a picture of. I don't know. <laughs> or put it in, like, your Jansport book, like, book bag like me. Um, And take it to a park near you that you've never been to or maybe you haven't been to in a while. Put in your headphones. Act like you're in a movie and you're dramatically looking out of the window like a montage. And watch the sunset. I feel like it is so common that we don't take time to ourselves to really just like be alone and enjoy nature and be be one with yourself. So that is my advice on your fun thing to do this week. Like I said, it doesn't have to be drinking. It doesn't have to be going out. Your fun thing is just living every single day like it is not the day before. I refuse to live an average life. I refuse to live every single day like it is a playbook and I'm constantly in routine. That is it from me. Thank you so much for listening. Um, And leaving you on this last keynote is to drum roll that was the shittiest drum roll ever make it happen all right bye guys I will see you in my next episode I think you're going to be super excited to hear who my next guest is or my I guess my first ever guest is okay bye see you soon or listen to you soon